This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The 40,000-foot view of the Chicago Board of Trade Markets, take three. My mobile quote source does not update for a May contract, so I asked every day when traveling last week where May corn and soybeans were trading. The better the expiration for the spot contracts, the better the chance of a corrective rebound to close continuation chart gaps. May corn expired at 633 and May soybeans at 1435. That would suggest 47 cents rally potential in July corn and 45 cents in July soybeans from Friday's closes in order to cover the continuation expiration. That is not too much to ask. Those with old crops still in the band should use those objectives for bend sweeping sales. Holding old crop too long risks of devaluing into new crop. While we recommended selling out cash corn and soybeans long ago, many of our subscribers still have cash sales to make to finish. There is that joke about getting three wishes from the genie in the bottle and asking for $7 corn with each wish. When asked why he continued to ask for $7 corn, the farmer said that the third time he would sell. Farmers here had many opportunities to sell cash corn for $7. If July corn could cover the May expiration, given our basis here, there could be one more. Cash grain prices have all been about location, location, location this year. CBOT prices reflect the river export system, and basis discovers the cash price by location relative to the export channels. When USDA reduces their estimate for exports, that impacts the CBOT price, but may have no impact on local supplies elsewhere in the hinterlands. Weak exports will not do the Illinois basis any good, but the Western Corn Belt basis may be little impacted. There's a logistical cost that determines what it takes to move corn from where it is to where it needs to be to fill the demand of end users. That has been east to west grain shipping. Good crops in the western corn belt this year could negatively impact basis, so we recommended that farmers lock up the basis and at least what they cannot store. We have noted that given the crop insurance historical connection, that 2013 appeared to be a potential analog year to 2023. In 2013, there was no significant weather rally as prices trended lower in the fall. I find it a little hard to believe that that will be repeated as when funds pile up shorts, they create bursts of short covering as seen in wheat. 2013 market volatility was dead, while 2023 market volatility is alive. A lot of bearish fundamental expectation was dialed into new crop corn futures by Friday's close. I liked it that USDA used record high yields of 181.5 and 52 bushel per acre for corn and soybeans on new crop balance sheets. It will be hard to exceed record yield expectations. Planting progress was a bit short of what I expected here last week. We got enough moisture to muck up finishing planting. There were some general rains and even deluges last weekend. There was water standing in low spots all the way from Minneapolis to home in northwest Iowa. Many are getting closer to being able to say the drought is over. They should finish soybeans here this week. Further north, they got heavy rain, and the 20th of May crop insurance deadline is approaching for when farmers in North Dakota could opt for a prevent plant. Farmers in the Dakotas intended to plant 9.65 million acres of corn. I think that we will lose acres of corn, so 92 million used by USDA was the high end. Corn acres are being lost. Maybe some acres will get shifted to soybeans, but the soybean market is discouraging that idea as that new crop market deflated. Prevent plant corn would be their first choice over soybeans. 
lose a couple of million acres of corn and a couple bushel per acre in yield, and a 2.22 billion bushel 23-24 carryover is way overstated. There is a significant feed shortage in the Plain States. They planted a lot more wheat acres than they'll harvest for grain. They expect the largest wheat acreage abandonment in over a century due to the drought. I am told that they are going to mow off and bale stunted shrunken wheat and plant sorghum if they can by June 20th, anything to get feed. I said in a previous report that I thought the wheat market was bottoming. It was, and it did. I think that July KC wheat has a shot at returning to the secondary high near $10 again. They are finding planting spring wheat challenging as a result of late spring in North Dakota, yet it is still too dry in Canada. I feel a little odd making sell recommendations when many wheat farmers have such uncertain production results. Future recovery in Ukraine production is unlikely this year, but the prospects for the following year in Ukraine are about to get clearer depending on the outcome of the next phase of the war. It is not inconceivable that Ukraine will gain control of the Black Sea's quarter. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.